Hey, Why This Universe listeners, I'm hopping on your stream today to let you in on a very special announcement. If you haven't heard yet, Why This Universe is going to be a part of its first ever live event just next week on Tuesday, October 3rd at the University of Chicago. What's the event? Well, the University of Chicago Podcast Network is having its first ever live festival, featuring live discussions and stories from us, as well as many other University of Chicago podcasts, including Nine Questions with Eric Oliver, Big Brains, Capitalism, and so on. The event is completely free to attend, and if you're in the Chicago area, we would love to see you there. Dan and I will be there together recording our first ever live Why This Universe episode with two special guests. First is Diana Powell. She is a NASA Sagan postdoctoral fellow at the Institute for Theory and Computation at Harvard, and you might recognize her from previously being on our show to talk about exoplanets. We'll also be talking to Daniel Holtz, a professor at the University of Chicago whose research focuses on gravitational waves and who's also involved with the doomsday clock. It's bound to be a super fascinating discussion, and while we will be posting our footage from the event on our stream for everyone to hear, if you can make it to the live show in Chicago next week, we would love to see you there. To attend, all you have to do is RSVP in the link in the show description for this episode. In the meantime... Did you know that we also have a Patreon? If you enjoy our show and you want to show your support, the best way to do it is by joining us on Patreon. And one of the special exclusives you get if you join is the ability to ask us direct questions that we answer every month in an Ask Us Anything episode that we post to all our Patreons. So to give you a taste of what this is like, I'm going to share with you a clip from our most recent Ask Us Anything where one of our Patreons, shout out to Coley, asked ChatGPT to come up with the best theories to unify general relativity and quantum mechanics, and here's our thoughts on that. So Coley asked another question. This one's kind of a a big one. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So so Coley asked ChatGPT what the leading theories that seek to unite general relativity and quantum mechanics are, and this is what it gave them. So number one is string theory. And ChatGPT describes this. So string theory proposes that the fundamental building blocks of the universe are tiny vibrating strings. It aims to describe gravity along with the other fundamental forces in a quantum mechanical framework. There are various versions of string theory, including superstring and M theory. All right. So this is ChatGPT summary. (laughs) Right on, ChatGPT. Number two, loop quantum gravity. So this is a background-independent approach to quantum gravity. It quantizes the fabric of space-time itself, breaking it down into discrete chunks or quanta. This approach is based on principles from quantum mechanics and general relativity. Number three is asymptotically safe gravity. This approach suggests that gravity becomes asymptotically safe at high energies, allowing for the unification of quantum field theory and gravity without the need for extra dimensions or strings. Number four, causal dynamical triangulation. So I've already not heard of this, so I don't know. (laughs) So this is a lattice-based approach to quantum gravity that views space-time as a network of triangles, and it aims to provide a consistent quantum description of space-time. So this is like almost like giving the universe as a computer graphics simulation (laughs) to me, right? (laughs) Number five, emergent gravity. Some theories propose that gravity is not a fundamental force, but emerges at a collective 
as a collective phenomenon from the behavior of un- underlying quantum fields. One example is the idea that gravity arises from the entanglement of quantum particles. I think this one's interesting. Um, and then non-commutative gra- uh, geometry. This approach explores the possibility that space-time itself has a non-commutative structure at very small scales where position and momentum do not commute, and this leads to a quantum description of gravity. So, in our opinions, what is the most likely theory? What would be the most interesting if true? And are any of these close to being testable? (laughs) Well, let me start by saying, like, (laughs) to varying degrees, I wouldn't call things on this list necessarily theories, but like a premise that you might try to build a theory around. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I, I say that gravity is emergent. Okay. Um, somehow the entanglement of quantum states leads to the phenomena we think of as gravity. That's not a theory. Like, it doesn't, that's not concrete enough to be a theory. It's like, it would be equivalent of me saying, um, so I have a theory about how electricity and magnetism work. Maybe it involves, uh, you know, squiggly things in space. Like, okay, like, you, that's not giving me Maxwell's equations. That's not telling me how to calculate anything. Um, it's very vague. That doesn't mean it's wrong and it doesn't mean it's not important or something, but it's, it's the opposite of concrete. It's extremely like nebulous and vague. So I wouldn't call it a theory. Um, string theory is maybe a little more concrete, but there are so many different versions of string theory, um, that is hard to test. Not, not to mention the fact that most of the testable predictions of a given string theory are, are, are things that are well beyond the energy scale we can test at our particle accelerators. So it's hard for that reason too. Um, uh, I know that there are people doing works on like causal diamond quantum gravity, which I think those, that's what the triangle stuff was mm-hmm. being talked about was. <laughs> um, and they're looking for like correlations between different observables and whatever. And like, so there are at least people writing papers about testing versions of that. Um, and I don't really understand it in much detail, but, um, like I saw a talk recently by my colleague, Catherine Zurich at Caltech about it. And it sounded very exciting, although I, I'm pretty ignorant to be honest of a lot of it. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anything about testing loop quantum gravity. Um, again, it's kind of a framework, not really a specific theory, um, I don't, I don't know anything about non-commutative geometry and, uh, did I miss one in there? Uh, asymptotically safe gravity. Did we mention that? Again, that's like a super vague thing. Like, it, like, so like the problem with unifying general relativity and quantum mechanics as usual, as usual is, as you go to really high density, high energy environments, the, it, equations explode and reach in, you know, go to infinity for finite things. So basically they're saying there's some sort of <laughs> version of quantum gravity where that doesn't happen. Like, great. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> you know, um, and, and I'm sure there's more specific things than that, mm-hmm. but just saying uh, asymptotically safe gravity doesn't actually tell me specifically right. what you're, you're describing. So these are all sort of like seeds. They're like ideas yeah, for yeah. ways to approach this problem. Maybe. And in defense of them, like, if you asked Einstein what he was thinking about gravity in, like, 1909 or something, so well after special relativity, but before he completed general relativity, he would have said something like, maybe, you know, 
gravity has to do with acceleration and maybe it has to do with geometry, non-Euclidean geometry, but I don't know how yet. Like, great. Six years after that, you had general relativity. Maybe some of these ideas could lead to a theory of quantum gravity. Um, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if we have it in six years, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could be none of these, right? It could be none of these. <laughs> I will say, the idea of emergent gravity to me is really interesting. Because it's kind of like it turns everything on its head a little bit, right? Like, we're so used to thinking of space-time first and things existing in space-time and the idea that space-time actually comes out of just, like, locality. The fact that, like, things next to each other can interact is, is just, like... I just like that kind yeah. of mindfuck of it. But <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that I, I have, like, faith in it or something. <laughs> yeah, I, the way I think about this is instead of thinking of anything like space, just think there's a bunch of objects. I don't, you know, whatever you think the objects are. And some of them are more, are in a configuration where they're more likely to interact with other ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you invent this concept we might call distance, which is, you know, inversely related to how likely they are to interact. Close things interact with each other, distant things don't. And um, next thing you know, you build yourself like a metric that describes distances between different objects. And now you have something that kind of looks like space, even though like space was something you just made up as a bookkeeping device, Mm -hmm. like something like that sounds at least plausible to me. Trippy. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Thank you, Coley, for the question. Interesting to see what chat GPT comes up with. If you like that more candid clip and you want to hear more, or you want the chance to ask your own question, be sure to join us on Patreon. You can join by going to patreon.com slash why this universe.